Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about the most and least sexy dating shows currently on TV, and also, obviously, Stagecoach. This week, it's all about lemon drizzle and lingerie. And as always, some great behind-the-scenes Bachelor gossip. We've got pregnancy announcements, and even more importantly, finally an answer as to why Mike Johnson and Tyler Cameron never became Bachelor, which I lie awake sleepless wondering about all the time. Yeah, I know it's been a big thing for you, so I'm (laughs) just glad that we could, like, set your mind at ease. (laughs) And today, we are joined by Brooke Sifrin and Arisha Skidmore-Williams of the excellent daily show Rich and Daily, as well as host of the iconic (laughs) podcast— Even the rich. Thank you both so much for joining us. We are very, very excited to have you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, this is an honor. (laughs) Our worlds collide. (laughs) I know. My gosh. (laughs) So let's dive right in with gossip because we have a lot of material to get through. And I want to I want to talk about let's start with a happy piece of news, (laughs) I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. Vanessa Grimaldi, who, of course, mm-hmm. won Nick Files' season of The Bachelor, yes. but mm-hmm. they didn't um, stay together for very long. She is married, and she mm-hmm. and her husband, Joshua Wolf, are expecting a baby. That's so sweet. Yeah. They really did that, like, very trendy baby photo shoot thing where she just looks, like, <laughs> effortlessly beautiful. And you just look at those photos, and you're like— Pregnancy, maybe it's just only a good time, you know? Uh Or is Uh it? (laughs) No, my understanding is no. (laughs) That would be, yes. As someone who's never been pregnant, that would be Mm -hmm. my understanding as well. Yeah, Yeah. Claire has been pregnant. And being near her, um, my understanding is also no. No, it was a lot like this photo. I don't know if you guys really perused the 
Instagram the way that I did, but it really gives you <laughs> the accurate impression that pregnancy is just like everything is in black and white. Like the mm. lighting is amazing. <laughs> you look the same as before, except your hair is shinier and you mm. have a very smooth, beautiful, like mm. sensual bump that's just peeking out of your jeans, which aren't buttoned. <laughs> and you just go around like that. Yeah. And um, you're glowing, yeah. obviously. Of I course. mean, it sounds awesome, honestly. Yeah. We should yeah. all be pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm pushing. I'm pro-natalist here. This is a natalist, <laughs> this is a natalist podcast. Um, no, when I was as pregnant as Vanessa is, I think she's second trimester, I had um, sciatica. So I like oh. couldn't really walk. Oh um, but aside from that, it was like yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. I think it was a dream otherwise. Yeah. 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 You're like the excruciating pain, but there was a constant spotlight on me, just lighting me really beautifully. Yeah. So, yeah. Beauty you know, pain. Ups and downs. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, congratulations to Vanessa yes, and Joshua. Yeah. Very exciting. Wait, can I? I'm sorry. Can I just say something about Vanessa real quick? Oh, yeah, so, of course. Please. And I know Brooke's going to roll her eyes, but my issue with Vanessa is she once dated. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex <laughs> Luthor right. in Smallville. And what? I, they broke up. And I just remember I went to his stand-up and he called it out, but they weren't, he, she hadn't done The Bachelor yet, but he like called out how he got dumped because she didn't want to be in the spotlight. And she had just been announced as cast of The Bachelor. And he's like, she didn't want to be in the spotlight dating an actor. And then she does The Bachelor. So I'm aligned with him because I think he's the best Lex Luthor and I want him to marry me. So I can't, I can't in good conscience endorse anything Vanessa does. I'm sorry. Wow. I forgot about that. So wow. Controversial, yeah. but it's true. I wow. think that to me, that sounds like an excuse that a person makes when they're like, I'm not into this person and I need to reach for a very specific answer. And they're like, oh, spotlight. Yep. That's yeah. why, you know, it's not you. Just spotlight. Don't want that. Mm -hmm. I do want to go on The Bachelor. It's not yeah. you. Um, it's me. It's me right. who can't handle the spotlight unless it's in a different form. Like, for example. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm on exactly. The Bachelor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like in a way she became higher profile because like I don't really yeah. remember who was on Smallville anymore. But like uh -oh. to yeah. win The Bachelor. <laughs> Arisha's like, uh, yeah, me either. Um, definitely don't watch that show anymore every day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but do agree, she definitely is more in the spotlight than he is for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I can't believe I didn't know this bit of gossip. So thank you for like adding layers really? here. That's what that's why we do this show. Yeah. Really incredible. Happy to help. <laughs> uh so um so last week we talked about how uh one of the Bachelor live on stage shows was canceled. Mm. I think it was San Diego. Yeah. And we were speculating about why that might be. We were like maybe the ticket sales aren't that great. Mm. And we did actually get a message from a listener who works for a ticketing company who was like, yes, the sales are absolutely terrible. <gasps> wow. Um, yeah, she's like, they're really bad. And I don't think she had a complete picture because just like one mm -hmm. ticket seller, but there, it was like a big one. And she said, quote, I can tell you that ticket sales are all caps, awful across the board. <laughs> the SD show cancellation was absolutely due to bad sales. I managed our listing for the Boston show and we sold 10 tickets total <gasps> L.A. has only sold 25. Oh, rough. no. I'm, and again, this is just like one ticket seller. Right, but like, still. that's not good. Well, how expensive were the tickets? That's a good question. I think if they, they ranged between like $40 and, 
<laughs> yeah, they range between like 40 and 90. Okay. Which mm. is really wild. Um, I went, but like we were given press tickets. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm not willing to pay more than $5 for this. Yeah. I mean, it sounded, I couldn't make it because I was sick again. I've been sick like seven times this year because oh I have a toddler. Yeah. Um, but it sounded like if, you know, if you took your bachelorette party or something, it could be a fun time. But like, it was I don't fun. know. I do. I do wonder, though, if the price point is part of it. Yeah. Because it's the kind of thing where you're like, for 20 bucks. Yeah. Fuck it. That's yeah. a fun night. Yeah. But like 50, like when you're in the 50 range, it's just like, eh, do I care enough? Yeah. But it's hard Especially, to put on a show that's that, that's that big, I feel like. Like a lot of people yeah. involved in the production, touring, and then to be like not really charging that much for a ticket. Yeah, that's true. What I don't happens? know. Maybe they needed to get smaller. What happened? Uh, <laughs> that was my big question what, after they yeah. got back. I was like, what happens at the show? Maybe it's, that's part of the problem, too. If you don't know what to expect, you're like, am I going to pay $90? Yeah. I don't think or, they do a very good job of explaining what it is, but it's like a series of live challenges and cabarets, sort of. <laughs> I did an entire, we did like an entire like two-hour episode explaining all of the details. Mm. So I will spare our listeners from going over <laughs> it again. But... It, it was weird and fun, and um, I was definitely, like, <clears throat> drinking tequila while watching, and that yeah. felt appropriate. That helped, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Get drunk, buy a ticket before you can think too hard <laughs> yeah, exactly. about it. <laughs> Show up drunk or, like, on edibles of some kind, and yeah. I think it'll Love be it. enjoyable. I also wonder if it's, like, who the lead was. Right. Well, like, they should have just compiled all the guys who've come on the show to play guitar and, like, kick off their music career and just done a concert. That would have mm-hmm. gotten those butts in the seats. I wonder if 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 Bachelor Listen to Your Heart had done better, maybe they would have done maybe. a concert series. <laughs> but they tried the music thing and no one cared for it. The funny thing about that show, my husband watched that with me and he was like, Are, is that show coming back? Because he's no. a singer and he like Aww. loved it. He's like, is that? Aww. I was like, I don't think so yeah <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't think so let's get you to bed ross yeah come on <laughs> oh, oh honey okay <laughs> i would love it if it came back it was a weird show that didn't make yeah, any I sense kind of was was, into it. yeah that's what i love yeah I um so uh let's let's move on uh mike johnson um went on the she's all batch podcast and opened up a little bit about some questions that I personally had. Same. For example, why have you never been The Bachelor? <laughs> yes. I love you, and I love your smile, Me and too. I want you to be The Bachelor. Ugh, I love him. That <laughs> smile is like... Oh, my God. That's what they mean when they say megawatt smile. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, like, beams <laughs> off the screen. Yeah. Um, megawatt. So he said... <laughs> exactly. He said that he was in the running... Definitely in the running for The Bachelor after Hannah Brown season, but that ultimately Pilot Pete was chosen over him. And we all know what what happened um, with that. No need to go back over that. <laughs> and Mike said on the podcast that he thinks he just, quote, didn't fit the mold. Mm. So, so racist. I think we I all know that. So, yeah. 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 That's just another way to say. Yeah. He's like, we I'm like black and tone. I have a personality. And they just don't yeah, like that. Exa- well, exactly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and then he spoke about this again when he was asked, like, why do you think that they chose, you know, Matt James when they were actively looking to cast the first black bachelor over him? And he was like, well, I, 
I, I think I was considered more outspoken than Matt. Mm. And I hate that. Yeah, that sounds, that's, I think that's kind of what we assumed. Yeah. Like, I think that the sense with Matt at the time was very much like they wanted someone who was pretty green and amenable and not particularly politically outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically just confirmation of, like, the depressing shit that I think yeah. a lot of us knew and assumed yeah. right, about about the franchise and its casting practices. Mm-hmm. But depressing nonetheless. And I would still love to see him know, as Bachelor. God. <sighs> well, I just, it just, it pisses me off because, I mean, this is just classic race stuff where it's like, you're too vocal or you have too much of an opinion as a person of color and mm-hmm. it's like can we say other can we say colorful language on here yeah <laughs> yes. okay thank you absolutely and it's like for fuck's sake like <laughs> when you're in relationships like i want that like i want to see that that's what i would tune in for yeah more than just like oh, right. no, 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 no. which which lauren are you like come on <laughs> seriously just, i it exactly. pisses me off yeah. And that's what I think part of what we saw with Matt's season was, first of all, they completely ran it into the ground because they mm-hmm. still weren't prepared for yeah. the, the issues that would arise yeah. um, with putting, like, a Black man and this diverse cast into the world of The Bachelor. And they just, like, completely exploited it and handled it very poorly. Yeah, But also, like, they were like, let's cast someone who doesn't seem that outspoken. And he didn't seem to want to speak that much on the show. (laughs) And that's kind of not what you're looking for as a viewer. Like, you're looking, like, Mike has that really, He's charismatic. Charisma, yeah. 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 Uh, We saw that with, opportunities. I will say, though, like, they cast uncharismatic white guys all the time, though. Yeah. So, you know, remember Ari? Yes. I was just about to say Ari. (laughs) Oh, I mean... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> also, because Ari was drawn to someone who also didn't want to speak on camera. And so their love story was just them being like, mm. I what we had a, we had one season of a bachelor podcast and it was that one. And I remember being like, this might be the first time we see a couple bang because they're so boring. They're like, oh, we can show this. It's fine. Like, come on. They're like, let's just go full Temptation Island style with yeah. this. There oh is nothing God. else happening. Oh my God. I mean, and now those two bland white people have an entire brood of children. So I'm Literally, glad for them. Yeah. That is, oh, it's working for them. We didn't need to see it. Working for them. Um, he also said on the podcast that Tyler Cameron turned down the Bachelor role because he already had a ton of followers. And I think we all already knew that. <laughs> Which is it's the like, main reason to go on. Yeah. 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 It's and like, also, like, what else was he going to get out of it? He's correct. Like, he made the right decision. Tyler Cameron's, like, out here, like, being on SNL. Like, he right. did not yeah. need to, like— have more opportunities to look like a dick on national television. <laughs> yeah. He came off so well. You can yeah. all. He could have only gone down. Now right? he can just From fuck there. around, do a Quibi show about building dog houses, do some network <laughs> d- reality dirty show dancing. where you, they all pretend to be in Dirty Dancing. I watched that. <laughs> How was oh, it? God, it was fun. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'll watch trash all day. She really like, will. I truly. Oh, will. you're in the right place. That's no limit. There's no standards here. <laughs> I should right. have watched it. It is fits my criterion of being a weird show that doesn't make any yeah, sense. So. It was. It was cute. It was short. It's an easy watch. I recommend it. I mean, uh, yeah. Let's talk some more about Matt James because um, we have uh, Matt also 
uh, has some some new uh, tea out this week. Okay. Um, yeah, he has a book coming a book. out, and I yeah. think he must mm. he must be off contract mm. as of late. Okay. Yeah. Is he spilling anything good? Yeah. Well, he he went on uh, Ashley I and Ben Higgins podcast, mm-hmm. and they asked him kind of like what happened between you and Rachel that because you know you were broken up and then you were sort of back t- together very fairly quickly like kind of fill in the blanks. And he basically said that he and Rachel both felt incredibly sort of hung out to dry and completely unsupported by Bachelor production mm-hmm. with everything that went down, the like shit show of his season. And he also said that like even during after the final rose, they were still in touch and they actually left that evening hand in hand, like kind of trying to support each other. Mm-hmm. But that the show um, chose not to show that because they wanted them to quote stick to the script. Oh, but it's a it's unscripted. It's a reality show. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Good question. Good question. <laughs> the show's like this is this is all just real stuff that happens, but you do have to do it exactly the way that we planned it. <laughs> exactly. In our oh, it really man. feels like a way of the show being like we totally fucked this up. Mm-hmm. We are now going to cover our asses by being like, Matt, you can't be nice to Rachel because, <laughs> like, how we're going to fix this is by having this conversation play out in this, like, re- reckoning sort of way. Yeah, yeah. And he he can be like, well, that's not exactly how I want this to go. And they're like, well, we have our own image to keep, keep in mind here. Like, I feel like that's always how they're approaching it. Oh, well, right. 100%. It's about the what the show wanted to put off, not what, like, the actual needs of these two two individuals. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what image are you trying to protect or push (laughs) anymore? Like, every image now is so bad related to Bachelor. Like, maybe it's time to shake things up and not go with your instinct anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just go do the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Their script maker is broken. They need to pivot (laughs) to not paying attention to what they want to (laughs) do. It's really, it's hard to look back on um, the way that they handled that season. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to read his book because um, clearly he has a lot yeah, if he's to say. Spill yeah. some tea. So his book is out today, I guess, when people are listening to this, May 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to getting a chance to like dig in. Yeah. Uh, hope, yeah. I hope there's some more good stuff in there. Um, and Demi also went on a podcast. Everyone's going on podcasts. We're yeah. here. Yeah. You know? that's, yeah. Reach out. Our doors are open. Come on. <laughs> the media of the I feel future. Like, we're like, we're like, we're like the old timers now. No one wants to come spill the tea on our podcast. Yeah. But our doors, you know. You're just yeah. slumming it with losers like us now. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, setting. it's just podcasters I, on podcasters now. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I like it personally, but I'm told that you should be podcasters. trying to yeah. Know, yeah. get the tea. Uh, but Demi is a podcaster now, too. So I she heard. has a new pod called Demi Goddess. Mm-hmm. And she went on the Morgan Pop Talks podcast, which is like a, a gossip uh, and pop, pop culture chat. Mm-hmm. And... You may remember that after Marissa and Riley, who met on the last season of BIP, after they broke up, mm-hmm. Demi posted some shady tweets about Riley, uh, <laughs> kind of implying that there was more to the story and that he was more at fault than people realized. 
And so on this podcast, she expanded on that a little bit, Mm. basically saying that she thinks that when he and Marissa were together, he prevented Marissa from speaking to Demi or tried to keep Mm. them from having a friendship because Demi was expressing, like, concerns about how he was acting in their relationship, which he was not specific about still. Mm. She was like, I was calling things out that he was doing, but I don't know what those things were. (laughs) Um, And so she's like, he was trying to, like, keep me from her. And now that they've broken up, like, he's blocked me on all social platforms, including TikTok of all places. (laughs) And, like, what? that's weird. Like, why would you do that? So she was really kind of there was a lot of like um like um like anger or irritation, mm. but not a lot of specific detail yeah, about what happened. Sound like it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what my takeaway from this should be other than like you I don't know. You guys don't <laughs> like each other. Yeah, they yeah. did each other. something, but it's just hard to make a judgment call without um any details. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard. For literally anybody that's, like, in the public eye at any capacity to just say exactly what happened, give me all the details, so I know how to form my own opinion. How am I supposed to decide whose side I should be on? It's hard. Do you think maybe she's, like, drumming up buzz to reveal this stuff on her own podcast? Ooh, we're going to have to watch that space. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh, she's gotten us. Yeah, I mean, that's a smart thing to do. Like, I'm not going to tell it on your podcast. I'm going to tell it on my own. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. working. I'm already considering adding it <laughs> yeah. to my to my listening queue. Um, also, I just want to say this was like tangential, but I thought it was really funny. She accused Riley of like putting up a front on social media by starting a law firm. What? And was basically like, what is that? Like, you can't just like start a law firm. Like, that's not a thing. And I was like, it is though. <laughs> Like, How do law get, firms exist if you don't just start one? Right. I was like, he's I'm a lawyer. Confused. Like, it's not like he's just a guy starting yeah. a law firm. That's also a really expensive front to put up. Like, that's elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, is she implying that it's a fake firm? Like, why, again, what are you actually accusing him of? It's very hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, like, you can just be one guy operating as yeah. a lawyer, putting your shingle up. Like, it's pretty, <laughs> if you have a law license and you've, you've cleared the bar, like, it's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that <laughs> was about exactly. <laughs> Would love to hear more on her podcast, Demigoddess, soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is an ad for Demi's new <laughs> podcast now. Oh, man. Um, Claire didn't even know, but she was hired to, <laughs> to shell secretly. It worked on Implanted. Me. Yeah. Um, so we have to talk about Stagecoach, of course, because as we all know, uh, Bachelor in Paradise storylines can be yes. born at Stagecoach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The seeds are being planted. Um, yeah. According to Zachary Reality, who's been sort of rounding up the Stagecoach gossip <laughs> and all of the various looks and stuff, attendees included Abigail and Noah, Thomas, without Becca, because she is hosting Bachelor Live still, mm. Katie and John, Amanda Stanton, Becca and JoJo, Justin Glaze and Mikey Planeta, Alana and Chris, mm. uh, Kendall Long, Hannah Brown, and then like a bunch of Clayton's girls, most mm. of whom were like sent home fairly early. 
They're having their <laughs> festival but, season. Like this is well, I love that for look. I love I mean, that for them. I'm just it's you got to get in I, somehow. I, I'm laughing that they keep being referred to as Clayton's girls on social media. <laughs> I think largely because if you were like Haley from yeah. Clayton season, I'd be like, who? Who's that? Yeah, yeah, well, of course. I uh, I usually don't know anyone's name until there's like four left. Well, exactly. So if you were yeah. sent home the first couple of weeks, like it, right. I do remember Cassidy, of course. <laughs> yeah, Hunter she did make Cassidy. an impression. She did a lot. With hey. that time. <laughs> Kira, Sam, Sally. Some of the girls like Haley and Sam who went home like night one have been making a really big push to yeah. be at all of these events, but they can still be relevant. Um, and I support their hustle. Yeah, they don't have enough uh, followers yet. So exactly. Yeah, and they're not getting on SNL. You hustle. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to get on Paradise. That's where <laughs> the real stuff goes down. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, they're competitive. Um, Blake Horseman, of course. of course, in his new turn as a DJ, oh, um, <laughs> was playing a show. That feels like stage a stagecoach. Never. <laughs> I mean, this man started, it's like truly started at the bottom. Now we're here. Like he started out just like banging everyone at stagecoach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turn around and he's headlining stagecoach. I mean. He's banging their ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done up. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> God, white men really just can fail their yeah. way up. Yeah, seriously. Wow. God. Yeah, if I went to stagecoach and I just hooked up with everyone there, they wouldn't have me headlining a show next year. <laughs> just like misogyny, guys. Yeah. I might oh. go just to double check that they wouldn't. Yeah, have me try it out. See what I'll let you yeah. guys know. That's Look, true. I support you on yeah. that endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's the worst true. that can happen? <laughs> He's yeah. had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is still dating Giannina, I guess, from Love is Blind um, oh. because she was there at his okay. show supporting him. Okay. She posted an Instagram saying, I'm here for the DJ. <clears throat> nice. So, Cute. Acknowledging their relationship. And according to attendees, uh, everyone seemed shocked that <laughs> Blake is actually fairly good at DJing, apparently. Can people tell Have the difference? Like, I'm going to be honest, I can't tell the difference between good and bad DJ. I can just tell like, the there's difference music. between terrible DJ and, <laughs> like, if you're bad, I can, really bad, I can tell. But other than that, no, I don't have any concept. <laughs> They're like, there isn't a 10 second gap between songs while he goes, shit, <laughs> shit, what do I play next? Right. Exactly. It's going great. Uh, uh, the the other T from Stagecoach is that apparently Justin was a hot commodity, which I, I you know, seems how can he correct. Not be? Yeah, um, <laughs> especially among the aforementioned women of Clayton Clayton's season. Girls. Yeah, Clayton's girls, <laughs> uh, Justin's girls now. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> According to Zachary Reality, some eagle-eyed fans spotted Sally, the woman who self-eliminated before filming even really started because oh, yes. she was engaged. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, she and Justin were apparently all over each other. You so know, You have to wonder, I wonder how many women signed up for that season hoping it was going to be Justin because he was a top yeah. four finalist yeah. from the past year of yeah. Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. In- incredibly likable guy, very handsome. Yes. If I sign up for Justin, I get there. It's Clayton. I'm like, I know. Oh, maybe I'll just. Oh, wait actually, for stage I coach. am engaged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's um, actually too soon. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we got a another sneak peek of the Bachelorette from Mike Fleiss, who posted a photo of Rachel and Gabby at a rose ceremony, mm-hmm. looking very serious. He <laughs> captioned it, "All good." <laughs> Because he's just trolling the fuck out of us like he (laughs) does. 
Okay, that makes sense. I, did I see mean, that it's a, honestly impossible to tell from this photo what is happening. I know. But it's clearly there to, like, get people to start speculating mm. that they're pitting the women against each other. Mm. Yeah. And, I'm like, they're probably just having, I don't know, a run-of-the-mill conversation yeah. in which they're not smiling. And it's probably nothing. Yeah, probably. But They're like, so you know. do you think they're going to let us eat the food this year? That's like all the conversation is. <laughs> They're like, the snacks that I put on my grocery order were not delivered. And I'm hangry as fuck. Yeah. I would get competitive because I would be like, that dress looks incredible on you. And like, why didn't they give it to me? <laughs> you know, like every rose ceremony, I would just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they both look fantastic. That is the one constant in all of these sneak peeks. I think I think that's it for gossip for us. Uh, okay. I think we get we're gonna wrap it up there. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about the courtship. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article, that lovely chair out on my deck, Article, 
our big console article. I'm my bed frame article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back and it is time to talk (laughs) about the most placid dating show (laughs) in all of reality television world. I love this show because they make such odd choices. Like, literally the end of the last episode was fully a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. where they were like, there's a big conflict. What will happen? We enter in this episode and they're just like, oh, we've moved on from that. No need to address. (laughs) They cut They cut off last episode with Mo- Captain Kim literally getting in Mr. Chapman's face and being like, what you gonna do, bro, huh? And then open scene, there's Captain Kim riding away in a carriage. Well, <laughs> that was weird, but he's gone now. Yeah. How did that conflict resolve? We'll never know. Um, I just love that they, like, build up these moments of drama and then they're like, ah, oh, moving along. What? Who could bother? <laughs> yeah. What are we, a reality show? Yeah, they're like, you tuned in. That's all we wanted. Who cares? Exactly. (laughs) I feel like they're taking the, like, time period too far because you would do that privately. Like, you wouldn't publicly Mm. duel or whatever unless you're in the West. And, like, I just feel like it's so weird because it's like, show it to us. Why are we watching this then? Yeah. No, it's it's interesting that you would say they, they're taking the time period too far because that's an accusation I would never make of the show. <laughs> but I do think <laughs> that the public nature of the conflict was, like, maybe he should be, like, calling him out, like, meet me at dawn yeah, at, yeah. At, in the field. And, like, yeah, they we'll need to grab this. their seconds. They get yeah. their seconds and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. handle it like gentlemen. But instead, it's, like, clear that it didn't happen privately And also, we don't get to see it. Yeah. The pacing is also just weird generally. Like, we start Mm -hmm. with Captain Kim riding away, and then they're like, and now a masquerade ball, which actually feels sort of like something that would happen at the end of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. There's no real structure. They're just like, and now this date or this (laughs) event, it's just, it's happening. Don't even worry about it. There's no pause even to see them, like, getting ready. They're just, like, at another ball. And you're like, how much time has passed? I've... No idea. They do yeah. give us this little moment where they're all playing poker the day, I guess, of the masquerade ball. Yes. And and bonding, like male bonding right. uh, between the boys. Just an opportunity for 
what clearly they are staffed by Bachelor producers. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. you notice this? Like, Mr. Cones is clearly getting some Bachelor production because he's going like, oh, this poker game, it's so similar to what we're going through because love <laughs> is a gamble. <laughs> and also, there's, like, the emotional ups and downs. Like, you win, it feels good. And, like, you lose, it feels really bad. And it's just sort of, like, a lot like love and falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> no other show does this except mm-hmm. for The Bachelor. It's their calling card. Yeah. As we say every week, this show is Budget Bachelor meets Bridgerton. Yeah. yeah. That's a really great way to put it. That is, yeah. The budget all went to the gowns. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they're at, they have this masquerade ball. We're suddenly at a masquerade ball. <laughs> and the men are all just like hoping this will get kinky. I think they're all getting <laughs> extra horny of because course. they're all so sexually repressed by Regency customs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week, they were just like, yeah, when I'm stressed, I like to look at the boobs in the nude paintings. Like, they're not okay. <laughs> they're getting desperate. <laughs> they're not okay. <laughs> They're struggling. They're like wow. my Finsta where I follow all of the like the sexy influencers is not mm-hmm. available to me anymore. Right. My Pornhub account is not here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to do what you can There's do. only one bathroom apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They should just start scheduling those <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sessions. They really should. Oh, yeah, man. fertility clinics. I also um, loved how this masquerade party was like in the smallest room I've ever seen. Like I felt like they were in like a I'm like, what is this? Is this where you would have a masquerade ball? No. I think they just wanted to hire fewer extras <laughs> to make it look full. Yeah, yeah. The bigger the ball gown, the more like the more well-trained dancing couples you have to hire. That's yeah, true. That's true. That is very true. So mm-hmm. they've hired like four extras <laughs> to put on That masks. was their whole budget, so. Yeah. That yeah. Dresses. The, the, the talent of doing, like, the country dance, like, it doesn't come cheap, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ms. Remy, as is her way, sweeps in wearing a dramatic gold embroidered ball gown that looks absolutely nothing like <laughs> a woman would wear to a Regency ball. <laughs> but she does look kind of like Belle. Yeah, yeah, she does From kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. I mean, I would have no idea what is a proper gown for that. So they got me. Well, Claire can tell you. I guess. Yeah, I watched a lot of Jane Austen movies. They were not defining the waist back then, you guys. Mm. It was a fair, it was the the floaty mm. column empire waist. Okay, but they're doing just sort of like a historical period pastiche, like yeah. just like piecing together different. Um, romantic-looking historical <laughs> dress styles. Right. She looks beautiful yes. wearing her mask with on a handle mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. mostly it's not covering her lovely face. Right, right. The men, fortunately, are a little bit more covered. Yeah. And I actually kind of liked this scene. I think this is, like, the first time we've actually seen the Jane Austen dynamic of the heroine flirting with mm. her suitors mm-hmm. at a ball kind of naturally, just like finding each other in the crowd yeah. and having yeah. a little moment. We haven't actually seen that happen. And that's 90% of Jane Austen movies. So <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be more of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was honestly a little surprised that they could recognize each other with those masks. I know. Oh my gosh. A Cinderella story <laughs> with Hilary Duff taught me you can't identify exactly. somebody. <laughs> 
when you have that kind of mascot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean, literally yeah, just watched like, that. Wow, really, really blowing the top off of an assumption I've held since seeing that film. <laughs> right? Yeah. A great film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cover the eyes and it just all goes to yeah, hell. No yeah. yeah, you're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's talk about some of the uh some of her interactions with the the men i she you know she and mr chapman are obviously going very strong mm-hmm. previous front runner mr bokikio is kind of in the doghouse he hasn't <laughs> been giving her what she wants lately mm-hmm. and during their dance she asks him to make amends with her brother right and he says maybe <laughs> wrong answer sir <laughs> this guy doesn't yeah. want to win no not a great I... answer at all <laughs> Just no. the gall of being like, I can't even say yes on a show that I willingly opted to be on because I supposedly yeah. wanted this. I can't even say yes in this scenario. It's just wild to me. Can't even say yes to making nice with your sibling. Like there's, <laughs> it's in- Imagine insane. Imagine how that's going to go when he thinks he's got you locked down <laughs> and you want him to make amends with your sibling about right. something. He's going to be like, actually, we're cutting off contact and we're moving across the country. So good <laughs> yeah. luck with that. Yeah. Yep. You don't even have to say, you can say like, oh, I really felt like I was honest about how I felt, but, you know, I want him to understand me better. So, of course, I'll have another conversation. Like, maybe, like, he's just being a dick. Yeah. But he actually does end up approaching Mr. Remy because a hot (laughs) new suitor arrives and he gets a little insecure and he's like, okay. Yes, I will go apologize. Yeah. Whenever Mr. Okikyo makes nice, it's because he's worried that uh, a more attractive option has arrived. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's true. I mean, this guy, Mm. Mr. Nazar, is very hot. He is very hot. Speaks French. Yes. I get major villain in a rom com vibes from him, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, this dude would really fuck you up. (laughs) Like, Like, just. Come on strong yeah. and then definitely not want a relationship. I was like, I know your type, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his whole, like, when they were dancing and his just like, if you keep looking at me in the eyes like that, we're going to kiss. It's like, oh, my God. Does he have, like, a, like a, just a list of lines in his pocket that he's like, these have worked before. And yeah. Is there just, like, a really hot person, like, class that's given <laughs> only to, like, the top tier? And they're like, this is what you can do. This is what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. If you say it in this tone, it will be very yeah. he uh, knows, effective. He knows exactly the effect he has. He's like, he speaks French. He's he's British. So Poor Mr. Mumbrae is just out here being like, the one thing I had was <laughs> I being know. British. Which is so funny that he's like, I wanted to marry someone who only liked me because I was British. And now that might not happen. So, Oh, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Like, I, mean, I know, too. he seems sweet. He does seem really And sweet. he also apparently, like, runs in similar social yeah. circles to the yeah. new guy. And I is look- like... <laughs> I looked into this. Okay. The similar social circles appear to be that they are both, like, British influencers. Like, kind of micro-famous in London. Like, so, Miles <laughs> Nazaire, his Chiron says socialite. He's a reality TV star. He was on Made in oh. Chelsea. Mm. And then he was on a show called Celebs Go Dating. Wait, like, who is this? Who are you talking Mr. about? Mr. Nazaire. The new guy. Oh, okay. Wow, I had no idea. Charlie appears to be like a trainer with a big TikTok presence from the little mm. digging that I so did. So you're like, they have been at... 
influencer events together, probably. My guess is that they're connected through just like hot influencer of London circles. <laughs> well, what's like, the British stagecoach? Because right? maybe they've been there <laughs> together. What's their version? Don't they have those those like there's like a music festival where it's very muddy because they're in England. Yeah, and it's like, wears wellies. Is it like Gloucester or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I know they're always wearing wellies. Yeah, they're always wearing wellies. Oh. So he's like, it, it makes sense. It made his whole thing made sense once I saw that. I was like, this actually is the kind of guy who would very much be cast on Love Island. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he appears to come from money and also has like grown up knowing that he's very handsome and so he just has all the confidence (laughs) and worldliness that goes along with that like he's like anytime I want a girl I just have to look deeply into her eyes she will leave her boyfriend for me that's just the kind of guy I am yep so he does kiss her during their first dance because she wouldn't stop looking at him I think she kissed him though she definitely she went in like that was I feel like that was all her but I love that about Nicole that she's just like he he's hot you know I deserve <laughs> yeah. this and I, I just like you this. do yeah. you yeah. simply do yeah. go for it I aspire um <laughs> and so this does very much uh throw shockwaves through the house as it should because she's <laughs> starry-eyed over him but Mr. Mumbray decides to regroup, and this is where we get a segment of the show that I like to think of as the Great British Bake Off Regency Edition. Mm, mm-hmm. In the Regency, you can cheat by just buying a cake that someone else made. Yeah. <laughs> but Charlie doesn't know that. So <laughs> we learn that Mr. Mumbray is a baker. He worked as a chef for several years. Is this his audition tape? Is this just like all of these men are all actually auditioning for secondary <laughs> reality shows? Like we're going to see Charlie yeah, on the Great British Bake Off. Well, you make one tape and then you just submit it. And it's like, I can be dating. I can be baking. <laughs> I can... He's yeah. like, I'm single. I'm making a Victoria sandwich <laughs> under a tree. Like you decide. <laughs> yeah. So he literally is under a tree at an outside table, <laughs> mixing up a lemon drizzle cake. Yeah. Um, the British only bake outside. It can be mm. in a tent, but it's not in a building. Okay. it's good to know. And he is making this lemon drizzle cake for Ms. Remy's tea with her court. And they're all enjoying their tea when he enters with his delicious-looking lemon drizzle cake. And they're all so blown away. They're like, this cake is so good. I'm going to eat this entire piece of cake. That, okay. When she (laughs) said that, I was like, are we not past that point in our lives where we have to be like, just so you know, I'm going to eat this whole tiny piece of cake. I'd be like, give me that whole loaf, all right? I'm not fucking around here. I'm like, that's your piece of cake. I assumed you would finish it. (laughs) Yeah, like, no one's watching you and being like, oh my God, is she going to eat that whole piece? God, it's a real real bummer (sighs) and commentary on where we are with, like, body and food relationships as as women in this country. It's just like... I know. Oh, man, you have to qualify just literally eating a normal portion of a food. Because for me, I was like, I would just be like, I'm going to eat this whole cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that we should qualify in that case because no one else can have some. But yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, to be clear, it's about I'm not sharing. Yeah. 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 I'm not sharing this. And I'm housing this whole thing. Spoiler, I saw the new guy bringing in a whole big cake and I'm going to eat that one too. <laughs> so sorry to ruin the surprise. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that I think the lemon drizzle cake looked 
much tastier than it this did. like fondant the other covered one. like <laughs> that was a showpiece. That was a yeah. showpiece. Yeah. He this is Mr. Nazaire just like interrupts with mm-hmm. an elaborately decorated tiered cake <laughs> and a bouquet of flowers from his Remy and gifts for the whole court. Like you're a man, you get a sword. Like you're a woman, you get tea or wine. And <laughs> those are the, the things that men and women want. <laughs> and <laughs> it was very it felt very like um, oh my God, like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe to me. It's like, and to you, mm. I give this sword. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um, it, it was bullshit. Let's be honest. It's bullshit. Ridiculous. You don't even know these people. You've been here an hour. Like, you're just showing off. <laughs> and if I was Ms. Remy, I'd be like, mm, I'm not buying it anymore. You might be hot, but I'm over I it. I feel <laughs> like if I were Ms. Remy, though, I would be like, listen, I get to enjoy this. Clearly, I'm not going to marry this guy. He's full of shit. But, like, if he wants to be constantly bringing me gifts That's and fair. sweeping yeah. me off my feet with romantic kisses, like, now's my time to enjoy this before I, like, marry Mr. Hunter or something. This yeah. is my moment. Well, I'd be like, next thing, bring a car. That's what I'd like is my next gift. Yeah. Here's a list. Gifts. Here's my Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to get her a gift because her brother got a sword and she got flowers. And I'm like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, with one of these dies. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of getting flowers. <laughs> I mean, I don't get flowers. So I was tired of giving you me or... flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of it. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? With a sword, you can do things. You can cut that cake you're eating. Mm-hmm. The whole cake. Exactly. You can duel your enemies. Mm-hmm. With flowers, what? You might sneeze and then they die. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. She should have gotten some piece of jewelry. Like, I just don't understand how he fell down on the job this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the problem is that Ms. Remy, whether she knows or not that this is all a gambit, she's like, well, he is the newest guy here. I don't know him well yet. He's here now. <laughs> he says he set up a date for me. I was just enjoying Mr. Mumbray's lemon drizzle cake and him opening up more about who he is as a person, but I kind of have to go get to know this new guy. And Mm -hmm. off she sweeps, and (laughs) Mr. Mumbray is left with half a lemon drizzle cake Mm. and just suffering. Like, I really felt for him this episode. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. Poor Charlie. I just, like, the, the, the... the nerve of like competing with someone's homemade cake by just like buying a cake. I just can't get over it. It's like, well, I can buy you a nice cake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Nazar has set up this gin making date for, I guess, I mean, it's like a gin flavoring date for Ms. Remy. They're going to like pound lavender with a mortar and pestle and then <laughs> sprinkle it in some gin. Mm-hmm. And apparently gin was big in the Regency era. I would say yeah. that young ladies were not drinking a whole ton of gin. No, It was kind not. of unchaperoned with a gentleman. <laughs> or like ever. Definitely it was considered not. very unladylike to drink, probably until like 20 years ago, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they would take the glass out of your hand to be like, no, here's some more flowers. <laughs> You're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you the go ladies to these balls. like flowers. <laughs> yeah. You go to these balls, you're drinking, like, lemonade, you know? You're not drinking yeah. a gin and tonic, like, right. as a 17-year-old young lady on the <laughs> on the marriage market. But this is modern times. They're having gin, and he shares with her that his family 
lives in the south of France, across from like, Saint Tropez. Oh, oh, you know, just Saint Tropez. So nice. many, yeah, can. location drops. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if you've heard of these places, but <laughs> Nice. A little, a little town. Yeah. She's like, I'd love to go to San Tropez. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah who She's wouldn't? like, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, San Tropez. He's like, he knows. He knows the oh, effect he's having. I know. He's so, uh, <laughs> but effective. I too yeah. would like to go to San Tropez. Yeah. He's like, yeah. just so you know, Mr. Mumbray does not live there. <laughs> <laughs> I only see him when I travel many miles <laughs> to a cheaper town. If my family lived in the south of France, I would live in the south of France. Like, why would you want to live <laughs> mm-hmm. in well, London? Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. it's his life. But he says that he's very close to his family. His dad mm-hmm. uh, loves to cook and taught him how to cook. Um, he did not specifically claim to have made this cake, but I would have pressed him a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm fixated on whether he'll be able to recreate that for me once we're married. Yeah. Um. But Nicole's into it. She's like, the other boys don't have this sophistication, this suaveness, this worldly outlook. I wish they would really step it up and have family in South France. (laughs) Quite honestly. Yeah, seriously. These are all just things she's trying to tell herself to cover up the fact that she's just like, he's hot. Like, he's hot. That's all she, she, that's what she's into right now is that he's hot. She's not going to pick this guy. She's just like, he's hot. (laughs) He's hot. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's all just like, it's an attractive package, right? You're like, he's hot, but also he speaks French, but also also he lives near San Tropez. Yeah, like these are good. These are all appealing things. He cooks, he cleans, he does it all. Um, But like, I do not believe this man cleans. Mm Mm-mm. No, no not I'm, at all. That, that's, a, that's a complete lie. But he does say, yeah. claim to cook. Um, Did anyone else? So he was like, I, I'm really close to my family. It's what broke up my long term, my last long term relationship. And I was like, oh, like, shit, that's, you know, family's important. I'm very close to my family. But then when he was like, I FaceTime my mom five times a day. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, OK, yeah. she was right to end that relationship. And I FaceTime my mom a lot, but, like, even I was like, mm-mm, this guy... You're like, that's a lot of your lot. day. There's, yeah. like, texting. You know, yeah. my husband probably texts with his family at least five times a day. But, like, yeah. if I constantly FaceTime came in calls? and he was on FaceTime with them, I would be like, yeah. I need uh, I need a little space. Here? It's like Monster-in-Law. Yeah. I just watched that yesterday, so it's, like, fresh in my mm. mind. Good J-Lo movie. <laughs> yeah. But Jane and they Fonda. were FaceTiming five times a day. Yeah, like Jane Fonda calls, what's his face? Who's the hot guy from Never Been Kissed? Michael Vartan. Yes, okay, I couldn't think of his Which name. Which I just realized he was dating Jennifer Garner. Oh. Who married oh, Ben yeah. Affleck, who's now yes. with J-Lo. Oh yes. my God. Sorry, wow. my mind's blown. Anyway, Jane Fonda was calling him like five <laughs> times a day. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah, that's Yeah, I was definitely getting red flag vibes from from this whole interaction. And Yeah. No, I that would really turn me off. That's always the thing that sounds cute when you first meet someone. You're like, I love oh, my yeah. family. You love your family. Right. You FaceTime your mom five times a day. That's so sweet. And then suddenly he's FaceTiming his mom from bed and you're like still <laughs> naked from last night. And like he wants to tell right. her about everything. And you're like, um, this is not cute anymore. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Mr. Bokikio is ready to make a move based on what he calls the great feedback that he got from Nicole. 
Oh my God, the job market and like corporate office vibes just continue. Yeah. The scourge on reality TV. He's like, I have, I know I've been put on a performance improvement plan. Um, I've taken the feedback and I am trying to show you, my manager, that I have taken these notes and followed Mm -hmm. through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Taking that on board. And he sends her a note inviting him, inviting her to meet him by the fountain. Mm. And she, is very touched by this note. She arrives. She throws herself into his arms. Mm-hmm. They do like the Regency version of like the run and jump hug. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, burdened by all the skirts, but they do their best. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to make more of an effort. So let's talk about what we would do in real life. And tell me about your life back home. And she tells him that she lives in Seattle in a two bedroom townhouse. Yes, I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> and he's like, I will move in and live in the second I was bedroom. like, honestly, he's from New York. He knows. He's like, you gotta he's a get real on estate time guy. real estate. Mm-hmm, oh, yeah, yeah, he also is a realtor. So he's like, he knows. He very much knows. He's like, Seattle, <laughs> that is a crazy market. Like, yeah. you have a townhouse? I'm moving in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he tells her that his mom wants grandkids and he wants kids. And then he's like, and, you know, obviously plenty of practice before we start having kids. And she's like a little like looks at him like she's taken (laughs) aback. And he's like, oh, sorry, bad joke. And she's like, no, this is exactly what I was hoping for. Like this is I'm having feeling so connected to you right now. This is so fun. And they make out passionately. He's like, I'm sick of practicing with the paintings in the <laughs> in the hall. <laughs> During my five-minute uh, slot in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nicole is like, she's just so ready for any sign from Mr. Bokikio that he is willing to do something other than, like, pout. And yeah. be like, maybe, I don't know, I guess. Like, <laughs> he's literally just like, I'm going to try harder. Let's have sex. And she's like, I love this. This is great. Thank yeah, you for your honor. Yeah. You're so open. Uh, promotion inevitable. He's getting that promotion mm-hmm. from his manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, please just give me an excuse to, right. to give you that promotion. Um, it's time for the farewell ball mm-hmm. and our second ball of the episode. And <laughs> On the dance card this week, I was really shocked by these picks. Mr. Nazaire, Mr. Judge, and Mr. Holland. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I see two front runners yeah. and the hot new guy that she's obsessed with. So and I then don't... you realize none of them are actually going home right. and it all makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to she does say multiple times that she just really likes to like cut down men's confidence, which I really respect about her. So I think anytime she sees someone like being like, I'm never on the dance card, yeah. she's like, and now you will be. Yeah. Sweat a little. Yeah. I respect But it. then when they get on the dance card, she's like, I just wanted more time with you. And so it like, you know, it yeah. counteracts the the ego diminishment. Right. But yeah, so she just has three conversations <clears throat> where she's like, I feel like you could be the one and like we have a spark and maybe we should just like keep exploring that. Great. Like go join the boys on the balcony. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nazar is last. And so he's obviously like, okay, I must be going home because right. no mm-hmm. one else has gone home. <laughs> and he makes a bold play. 
and starts speaking to her in French about how he's going to show her what love is and, like, write her letters and have a little family with her. I can't. Unfortunately for him, she doesn't speak French because she's like, what (laughs) does that mean? Okay. In this moment, I was like, listen, I get what you're trying to do, but this is a moment where you say just, like, one little off, like, one little phrase. He said a whole monologue, and she's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, what does that mean? I was like, that was stupid. He should have just been like Saint Tropez, Saint Tropez, Saint Tropez, Saint Tropez. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, come on, man. Taking it seriously. He's doing he's doing clickbait with her, just like the episode <laughs> last episode did with us to get us to watch this episode. <laughs> he's like, what does it mean? If you keep me, you'll find out. Yeah. And so now she has to click into this relationship <laughs> so that she can find out the answer to this translation issue. Well, I she should just be like. I have Google Translate. Bye. <laughs> I don't need to stick yeah. around. But that she'll never test. know what he wanted to say to her. You know, <laughs> like what could have been. Yeah, it worked. It seems. I think she had I already mean, decided to keep him. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I think so. And so she does ask him to stay as well, and mm. he says, "You naughty minx." <sighs> She's just I hated that. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> It's just like the classic thing that a British guy would say <laughs> to an American girl. I feel like it's his character on the show in a phrase. He's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm British yeah. and I'm hot and I know my way around the the heart of an American yeah, it's girl. Very much <laughs> Hugh Grant in mm-hmm. Bridget Jones's diary. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that kind of vibe of a guy. Yeah, he yes. is that vibe. Yeah. Yes. And she is looking, she told us she's looking for her Darcy. So <laughs> Oh. Not her. That's not Daniel Cleaver. It's not. It's not him. It's not him. <laughs> no um, one should yeah. be looking for a Daniel Cleaver. No, no, <laughs> no. But it's so appealing when it's right in front of you. Um, yeah. And at this point, Mister Edwards gathers them and is like, "Okay, so Ms. Remy, you had two jobs: dance <laughs> and send men home, and you've only completed one of them." But I guess, actually, you are all of our boss. And so there's nothing I can do about that. Everyone have a great week. And <laughs> yeah. that like, we'll talk about end. downsizing the team due to budget cuts yeah. next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Although that were not host, approved by the board. He's like, listen, the longer you keep these guys around, the longer I have a job hosting this show. So keep it up. Yeah. What he's having she, the time of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if she just like went rogue and had like a five month season and they kept being like, Nicole, you have to send people. <laughs> I want she's that. Like, to happen. There's no mechanism in place to make me do that. <laughs> she's like, you heard him. I'm a saucy minx. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Okay. That's me. <laughs> oh, and that brings us to the end of episode seven of The Courtship. Can't wait to see how many are left. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to Nicole. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about Temptation Island. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up and it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, 
something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we're back. I am very excited to talk about Temptation Island. (laughs) Every week, I love this goddamn show Mm -hmm. more. Mm. And every week, I, like, find myself with new enemies (laughs) among the men. Oh, yeah. Interesting. They're multiplying. I've yeah, had, this week, I'm just going to let you know, <laughs> I was really, really out on Edgar. I've been yeah. out on Edgar since day one. Ugh. Mm. See, not I was not at the very beginning, and now I'm like, since uh, the last couple weeks, and this week, I was like, he's my enemy. Yeah. Brooke, are you feeling like all of the men should have been our enemies at the beginning? I mean, I feel like that every season. Like, <laughs> they, like, very much yeah. frame it that way. But I'm sorry, Edgar... I, uh, He's a little bitch, and he plays the victim mm. constantly, and I can't stand him. He plays the victim. <laughs> he's playing yes. the victim. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Yes. This is exactly—I was texting Claire about this for days. I've been, like, 
seething. I rewatched it and I got angry all over again. I can't get over the fact that it never comes up and he definitely never brings it up. And I think Jillian is very nice not to constantly be bringing it up. That he cheated on her. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like it just doesn't come up. Episode one, she's like, I don't know if I should keep this promise ring on. And he's like, she disrespects me. She threw that ring in the fire. I'm like, dude, none of that (laughs) happened. Like, what are you watching? (laughs) No, he's just constantly like, she uh, betrayed me and nothing I do has any effect. But it's just I'm the victim because I was betrayed because she like showed interest in someone else. Oh, I'm over here having (laughs) sex. Yeah. With someone. But like, that's fine because I'm the betrayed party. Thank you. Yeah. I hate him. Same. Hate him. Same. And I was like, I swear to God, if I get on this podcast and they love Edgar, I'm leaving. I'm going to sh- I'm shutting fair. production down. No, no, no. I was filled with <laughs> filled with rage. Oh, my God. So the, the thing about Edgar is that Emma and I both have, I think, a little soft spot for the Edgar type, which is like, he's so like skinny and soft boy and seems very sweet and is like, I love love. And you're like, oh, that's nice. And like, reminds me of like my college boyfriend or whatever. And then, like, the show goes on and you're like, why does he keep, like, gazing dramatically into the flames and being like, I don't want it anymore. When Jillian is doing exactly what you guys agreed was okay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very Mm. weird that you're acting this. It's getting to the point where it's so manipulative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into all of it. (laughs) I can't believe that this episode started at the bonfire after poor Ashley— just mm. had to hear LaSalle's wildly yeah. promise a woman he's known for like three weeks yeah. that she's going to be his wife. <laughs> yeah. That was insane. <laughs> he's like, she, I'm going to be everything you've ever dreamed of in a man forever. And I will always be there to take care of you forever. It's We've sick. known each other for eight days. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And oh, and I have a girlfriend of seven years. <laughs> not seven relevant. years. I can't. It's like, I'm oh sorry for God. even thinking about that. She's not relevant to this. Com- oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Like, I should have forgotten she existed by now. <sighs> mm. So she. Rage. We finally Rage. see her react to this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't. I'm confused why he would say that. <laughs> I feel like maybe he was reacting to something he saw in my clip. Like, maybe right. I said something like, oh, like seven years like it's it's gone like it wasn't enough or something and mark is like why are you blaming yourself (laughs) keeping your shit together you know what i'm gonna come up walk over to you i'm too far away it's too distant is he an aspiring therapist yes yes i just want to make sure okay he needs he was creeping me out during this exchange (laughs) i feel like he was just staring at her and was like i need to stare at you with my creepy giant eyes (laughs) until you weep the what yeah. you want from a therapist is for them to constantly be like, I need to be closer to you physically right now while we process <laughs> like, this. Be- <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. He's like, I want you to say to yourself, I'm worth feeling any emotion I want and no one else matters. <laughs> what kind of bargain bin therapy is this? Right. Like, literally, he's constantly trying to convince all of them that the big lesson they have to learn is that other people's feelings don't matter. <laughs> Like, I'm hearing that your mind is clouded by caring about other people's feelings again. Yeah. We're past that. That's it. That's over. <laughs> yeah. That's a you great self-actualized. Point. <laughs> oh, Mark. Marky Mark. He, he tells her to open the valve and let her feelings out. And she's like, I will. And he's like, I'm not convinced you will. Prove me wrong, okay? 
Yeah. He's like, do it right now. If do you it could have right a here. mental breakdown <laughs> right here, mm-hmm. right now, yeah. we'd all appreciate it. Can it's we get the directive tissues? I'm giving you <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. as your non-licensed therapist? <laughs> we'll all wait. Production will wait. <laughs> yeah. Break down now. Whatever you need. Do you need some <laughs> tear stick? Like, we got one in the back. <laughs> but all the other women are like, you don't have to. Do what you want. The, He's like I grinning really with empty sorry. eyes, being like, prove me wrong, have a breakdown. And the women are like, it's okay. Like, it's you don't have to. <laughs> I'm really starting to enjoy the the deep friendships that we're seeing yes. between these four. That's always... I love it. It's always the takeaway for me, like, how much yeah. they bond, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's like maybe real love is in your friendships, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> real love was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. And meanwhile, at the men's bonfire, Edgar is like, going into tonight's bonfire, I'm ready to see how else Jillian is ready to hurt me. Oh, my God. This is when I was like, okay, I'm completely done with Edgar. There's no <laughs> yeah, coming back I was from like, this. Now, like, again, you're my enemy fully now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you're writing love poems for another woman. You're not the victim. Mm-hmm. Stop. Ugh, Hanya just... actually gets to go first. And... He sees Ash and Taylor having an emotional conversation, and then Taylor kind of grasps Ash's face and kisses them so passionately that they're, like, dazed and, like, Mm -hmm. teary and emotional. And Hanya's like, well, this is what I wanted her to do. We didn't set any rules, and she's making this this connection. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. And Mark is like, you're living in fear. You're afraid of your fear. You're acting mature, but it's all just fear. Yeah. Yeah, Mark is like, Hanya, act worse. I'm like, Hanya has behaved plenty badly. Yeah, Mark's like, take this gun. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're all very dramatic this season. Like, uh, very dramatic, all of them. I'm yeah. loving it's it. It's so funny. It's <laughs> like, incredible. Hanya and Ash in particular are both just like yes. constantly in like a main stage production of like Shakespeare oh, yeah. in the Park. It's yes. in- incredible. And then Edgar is really up there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke sees Iris kind of jumping all over Deke, the guy from season two who showed up last yeah. week and telling him, you know, that she's a huge fan and that she's lonely because she doesn't have anyone to go to bed with and like maybe she should like... You know, like explore <laughs> something more. And mm-hmm. Luke is very like, you know, I know she's a fan of Deke. I know she thinks he's really funny on social media. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I think she's she knows the difference between us. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a threat. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's gonna be a really big threat. I don't <laughs> and know. And Mark's like, it definitely is. Again, <laughs> you're you're trying to be mature, but stop it. <laughs> stop. Your brain is protecting you from pain. And that's bad because you should live in (laughs) the most extreme pain possible at all times with zero emotional regulation. Yes. Hold your hand in the fire. Resist the impulse to take it out of the fire. That's fear. Oh, man. Rise above. (laughs) Mark is really just like, he started gentle being, you know, sort of like, talk about what that makes you feel. And now he's really just like, feel the pain. Feel it all the time. Never stop. (laughs) Yeah. LaSalle sees Ashley telling Blake that uh, she is 
trying to focus on what makes her happy, which is like being with someone who feels comfortable showing emotions. And then he sees her kind of like letting loose at the bubbles and bow ties party Mm -hmm. where they all get like Mm -hmm. stuff painted on their boobs and butts Mm -hmm. by their single guys. And LaSalle's is like, I'd like to say I feel hurt, but I don't. I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and oh anyway, God. yesterday I told Trace I love her, and that was big. That was great. Yeah. So like Ashley, who, frankly, right? right. Mm-hmm. Mark is like, wait, you, <laughs> excuse me, you you said you you're you love her. I mean, Mark is like, I'm trying to get you guys to feel pain. Like that's <laughs> yeah, my jam. <laughs> Not psyched to hear about this feeling love thing. Lascelles <laughs> is like, yeah, you know, I was feeling guilty, um, but also, again. Fuck my seven-year relationship. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> who's Ashley again? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that? Right. Some lady. <laughs> um, and it's just some lady who was really tying him down, you know, yeah. bumming him out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. LaSalle's is like, you know, I I feel guilty about Ashley, but like I have to just move past that. And like that's not my job anymore. Um. Edgar also sees Jillian at the bubbles and bow ties party. I can't say it with a straight face. Getting her boobs like finger painted by Tommy, making out with him in the pool. And he's like, I'm just relieved to see that they weren't having sex. Because mm-hmm. now I get and, to do it first. Right. And that's what I want. Uh, and then he says the most annoying thing. He's like, it hurts to love her, Mark. <laughs> I'm like, this is just like a classic thing that's like, I'm in such pain that nothing I do in retaliation to this hurt, I can't be held responsible. Right. right. Because like, I'm the ultimate victim. Like, yeah. I just feel like Edgar is really sh- revealing himself to be someone that self-victimizes in a way that allows him to behave extremely mm-hmm. badly and take zero responsibility for 100%, it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Jillian has been clear that she like feels guilty that she's had this good connection. She feels guilty that she is realizing she doesn't want to stay with Edgar, but she's not breaking the rules that they have set. Right. Or hasn't yet. Yeah, they said they could make out with people. And then Edgar's like, how dare she (laughs) make out with someone? (laughs) It hurts him to see. And then like he basically is like, I was lying to myself about Jillian. I was projecting the ideal woman on her and she wasn't and mark is like yeah she's human and i'm like <laughs> i kind of feel like edgar is actually saying that like i believed that she was good and she's bad <laughs> yes he's saying i actually deserve the my ideal <laughs> right? woman and so mm-hmm. i will just go find a woman who will shape herself into the mold of my ideal yeah and mark is like oh no no humans are they don't <laughs> aren't your ideal and he's like we'll worry about that another day <laughs> jillian isn't is what i can't get caught up in the details <laughs> yeah <laughs> Edgar isn't ready for this show. Maybe when he's no. like 28, he'll be prepared yeah, to learn to that women... to be alone for yeah. a while. Yeah. He's 23. Like, yeah. it's, he's not in a good way. Yeah. He very much seems like he's 23. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all learn that soon they will get to send a 30-second video message to their partners if they mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. And so they're all, like, taking that in. Um, and Ash is like, I'm just not going to send one. Like, I don't have anything to say. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I would say you are never worthy of love for me, but I'd rather say that to his face. So, you know. <laughs> oh man, and I can't wait for her to do that. I know. <laughs> it's like do it. 
do it. I'm like, how I many know. more episodes before I get to see this? <laughs> I, I just <laughs> love to see the like rage bubbling up mm-hmm. within Ash. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Mm. And so then they all kind of continue to sort of explore their new connections in the house, by which I mean that Blake and Taylor broke oh, out God. the guitar and they wrote like a Jack Johnson style love song. This was mm-hmm. so upsetting. I Bringing me right back to like 2006. I was like <laughs> making a mixtape I... on my computer. Has there ever been a reality show, a dating <clears throat> reality show where there wasn't a guitar brought out at some point? No. Does that exist in this universe? I don't think so. Okay. It's impossible. I feel like it is. Well, I mean, if, if there isn't a guitar, there's at least a song. I was going to say the courtship hasn't had a guitar yet, but you know, Mr. There was Shanklin, a guy who exclusively, exclusively communicated in song. So yeah, there's they can go acapella when there's not a guitar available. <clears throat> Wait, Arisha, did you say reality dating show? Yeah. Okay. With dating. Okay. Because I was like, yeah. I can think of some reality shows that don't have people playing guitars, but dating, no, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> a key, key component. Uh, yeah. The guitar came out. I was like, of course it did. Of course it comes out. It comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fact that they made it into a tandem thing, I was like, does this make it more or less awkward? And I think <laughs> it actually made it somewhat more awkward. Um, <laughs> it's sort yeah. of like they're all having a romantic moment together. Mm-hmm. In a I way. just love how clear it is that Ash is so into Taylor that they're like, yes. oh, my God, that's the most beautiful song I've ever heard. <laughs> Never been anything better. And Ashley is only like sort of moderately, maybe kind of into Blake. And so she's like, yeah, that was so nice. <laughs> yeah. She's like a little too soon, but nice. They're, they're both so very like, um, you know, that could have been really awkward when you think about it, but actually it was great. <laughs> I'm like, so what you mean is it was really awkward, but you still like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I was actually expecting it to be more awkward than it was. I'll be honest. Like I, because yeah. at first I was like, oh God. But I was like, all right, it's not that bad. But it was at least funny. <clears throat> yeah. And they were, they had something to look at other than the object of their affections because they were both reading the lyrics off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that actually break. helped. It reminded me of how when I was uh, young, I used to be like, oh, I wish that I could, like, have been, like, a girlfriend of one of the Beatles. Because then they would just, like, sing me, like, love songs. And my dad was sort of like, that's not really how it works when you're in a band. (laughs) Like, that probably wouldn't have been a thing. And then you get older and you're like, not only would it not have been a thing, I'm really, I really wouldn't want it anyway. It was just a very, like, when I was 12, I thought that sounded (laughs) very nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so Hanya, meanwhile, is doing this weird thing with Karina where he was like, first she's going to, he was like, she's going to be my practice girlfriend. And then he was like, now she's my therapist. Right. Now he's like, kiss me, I think. Yeah. I I honestly didn't know there was any type of like connection between them until like this episode. I was like, I didn't either. And Karina seems to be like, "Uh, I kind of know this dude's, this is probably not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was weird. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought she was his confidant this whole time, and then mm-hmm. maybe not. Well, I thought the behind the scenes thing is Mark was like, "Listen, stop it! I'm the therapist <laughs> on this show, <laughs> right? And if you don't stop providing therapy to yes. Tanya, I swear to God." <laughs> so she was like, "Okay, I guess I'll just become She's a like, romantic person." I'll bang then. him, I guess. Then. Yeah, he's like, "Every Fucking time yeah. that you're thinking of offering some therapy, instead <laughs> kiss him." And she's like, yeah. "Okay." Mwah. 
Uh, Hanya, I think, in some level, like, was maybe, like, expecting Karina to try harder and was like, I'm being strong. I'm resisting her. But she's not really trying that hard to get with him. And finally, he's like, I guess, like, you know, it's it's okay. Like, I'll give in. Like, you can go for it. And she's still like, She's like, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. She's like, I made eggs. And he's like, stop it. We can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I it, he's got that uh he, he really truly was like I was going to look like the good guy by just like resisting really hard but I was still going to get to have sex with her before this was over and she's making it really hard. <laughs> um Luke is like in a weird sort of love triangle with Paige and Megan but not it's not really like doesn't seem that like physical really with either of them. He's right. just like flirting with them and hanging out. Mm-hmm. And still kind of focusing on Iris. Yeah, I feel like he's the only one who's really yeah. like, I'm going to try to play this in a way that I can effectively be back with my girlfriend after yeah. this. Well, Hanya's I, yeah. trying, but he's not doing so great. <laughs> Hanya yeah, Hanya's also trying. like on camera being like, I fucked everyone. I cheated <laughs> on her all the time and lied. <laughs> but he's trying to grow. Um, Hanya's trying to get cast in a traveling Shakespeare production. Let's all be honest here. <laughs> he doesn't know what and show based- he's on. Based on what I've seen, I'm, like, <laughs> not seeing any speaking roles for him at this current moment. <sighs> Jillian <laughs> tries to sort of suss out Tommy's level of interest in, like, a real relationship. And he's been resisting that. And mm-hmm. finally, he's like, I just don't want you to feel used, you know, if we kind of go for it and then it doesn't end up working out. We're not together after and she's like, no, I get it. Like, that's okay. Like, it's not, doesn't have to be like a guarantee, but like, I just wanted to think that it's a possibility. And he's like, yeah, I just don't, you know. And it seems like they're on the same page, maybe. And then in his ITM, he's like, I'm just not where I need to be emotionally with Jillian. <laughs> just like, it's I was nice so confused. Like, he, he's, but he's all over the place during this episode. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He likes to be in control. He's enjoying that he's in control. And every time she presses him, he he kind of like is like, how do I maintain control without you know? This felt very much off. to me like I don't know, like first relationships, like relationships I had that were sort of casual when I was younger and kind of like finding myself still and it was like, oh my God, no, this guy, I just need to convince him that I'm so chill that it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then he'll he will love me <laughs> and it'll probably work out, not whatever, I'll be fine. And then like he's basically telling her like I'm not going to leave here in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, but maybe let's just go for it. And I I, I, I kind of get it. And I'm like, you know what? She's 21. Well, yeah. maybe she just needs to be like making out with this hot dude who's going to be kind of a dick and it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 We all got to get he it out of cute, our system. Though. Yeah, exactly. Tommy's like He's the so one. Cute. Like, oh, Tommy. Okay. Tommy's like, I was like, I would 100% have a crush on same. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Jillian yeah. and I have the same taste. <laughs> I think. And, and, and I've, I, I definitely have done this thing too, where you're just like, I bet he's really into me, but there's just like something holding him back and we can just <laughs> yeah. like the communication, like maybe he's scared of his feelings or like, you know, maybe he yeah, just. Let me just create more space for him. <laughs> really just like feel safe. God. Yeah. Oh, uh, <sighs> that's not quite what's going on. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, however, is getting pursued. I think pretty like Blake is more the kind of guy who's like, I love writing love songs to be sung along to the guitar and I love love and I'm catching feelings for this beautiful mm. woman 
And so he's just waiting there for Ashley to realize that LaSalle's is is not waiting for her yeah. and that she needs to focus elsewhere. And finally she's like, let's kiss. And <laughs> she and Blake have their first kiss. Yes. Very sort of innocent, just yes. sort of sitting mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very quick. She's not that into him. No. Yeah, I think that what Blake is more is maybe just like, She's trying on a quality that he has that she Mm. wants in her future relationship. Yeah, she's like, I'm identifying things that I would like, and he is giving me some things I haven't had before, and that's a great experience, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Edgar, because it's time for uh, for party night. The mm-hmm. two sides of the of the island have a party. The boys are having a lingerie party. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Of course. They a all... Classic the- subset of parties. <laughs> yeah. It really is just like watching like a frat social calendar, yes. like the parties. They're like, here's another way we can get naked in mm-hmm. within a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lingerie, anything but clothes. Like, <laughs> okay, we're reaching. Oh my God, yeah, I loved anything but clothes parties. <laughs> I went in a trash bag once. Those were actually there was parties called anything but clothes. Yeah, people came in like police tape. It was wow. wild. Okay, yeah, that seems like a staple. Yeah, from from yeah. from having watched two TV shows on which there are anything but clothes. <laughs> yeah, parties. Sex Lives of College Girls had a really great so caution uh, anything but clothes. Wow. Yeah, uh, party scene. Okay. I feel like frats had them at least once a semester at my college. I just went to a school that like didn't really have Greek life, so. Well, mm, see, I I went to a lot of themed parties, that. but somehow never had an anything but clothes party on the roster. So <laughs> I'm I'm learning a lot. I'm still yeah, learning as a know. partier. Those and, toga parties were very popular. Uh, well, yeah, I have been to a toga party. <laughs> Those were classic. <laughs> So the women all parade out in their laundry and heels. Luke <laughs> is like, I'm wearing a banana hammock under my sweat, uh, under they my swim trunks. They were all wearing those. They were like briefs, by the way. I, the I was given the fucking, impression they were going to be more explicit. There were a couple where I was like, I don't like looking. When Lascelles did his little dance and I was just like, <laughs> first of all, there's so much hair on his leg. I mean, I'm not anti-hair, but I was just like, astounded by how high up the hair on his legs go. Because, like, on my legs, hair stops. I don't know. I guess I don't have... Obviously, I don't have very hairy legs. But even when I don't shave, I don't have hairy legs. And I was just like, I forgot how hairy a man can be. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I feel affronted by looking at these, basically, just these banana hammocks on these men. And, of course, you're looking at their packages because that's where your mind goes. They were all feeling very (laughs) self-conscious. I was feeling self-conscious. I was like, this is such a reveal. (laughs) <laughs> this is why I like my themed parties of everyone stay home and go to bed. Mm, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. Also, I, say, I my <laughs> ideal vibe. I just want to say that was a really long way to go to brag about not having hairy legs, Arisha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was going to say like humble brag. Seriously, like, I don't have hair on my legs either. <laughs> Eastern European, like Russian ancestry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was. I was like, I don't. I'm not shaming at all. I was just. I have not used to seeing legs that have hair on them. I guess because I don't see people anymore. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's been COVID. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of new legs, especially the thigh region on men. No, yeah. During COVID, everyone was like, I'm going to stop getting waxed. And mm-hmm. also we stopped seeing other people. So we yeah. didn't realize that they had all stopped getting waxed. And now we're yeah. just like really yeah. going through it. Um, yeah. <laughs> LaSalle's does give Trace a lap dance. And then Edgar... <laughs> decides to give Marissa a lap dance. 
And you can just tell that Edgar has never given a lap dance. I'm like, <laughs> has he even oh my seen God. a lap dance? Like, come on, Edgar. This is the one like time staring. in like several weeks that I have felt bad for Edgar because I was like to have to watch that back and be like, I did that. And a lot of people saw it. It must be really hard emotionally to process. God. It wasn't there was great. Licking. There, there was, was licking involved. I think traditional lap dances do not include licking no. as like a prime component. The, the, he wanted to combine the sort of like pelvis thrusting with yeah. like their first real like sexual type encounter. So he was like, now's the moment. And he just <laughs> dove in tongue first at that neck. Yeah. He needs to like go home, watch Magic Mike a couple of times <clears throat> and then try again. Like oh, there's plenty of research out there. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, both Magic Mike films are high art. Yes. Um, yes. Every man should be required. <laughs> Agree. Well, Edgar did get a lap dance once, like at a strip club and fell in love. But then she went and gave <laughs> someone else one. And he was like, I just like, I can't love her anymore. How dare like, she? I'm releasing her. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she finds what she's, <laughs> what looking, she's for. looking for. <laughs> and <sighs> so... Marissa's like, okay, like, I still like him after this happened. Um, <laughs> and their relationship has finally sort of become physical. So that night, they decide to have their first sleepover, and they have sex. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, that did happen. Yes, that did definitely happen. <laughs> Which, like, definitely was against the rules that he set with Jillian. Yeah, he's like, why should I have to hold back now? Right. Jillian did a thing that I saw a small <laughs> clip of and it hurt my feelings. Yeah. So, And it was something I agreed was okay, and but I'm not. So right. mm-hmm. let's have sex. <laughs> and Edgar, she should have My known. number one enemy. Okay, also can, I feel like something weird is going on with Marissa in the house that they're not explaining <laughs> because we see like Trace and one of the other girls go into the video confession booth being like, oh, oh, Marissa, they're just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they like each other. Like, what well, I'm not going to. She's dead. Like, that was so weird. <laughs> I was like, we need context for that. I really yeah. felt like what they were almost saying was that Chris Lynn was saying like, oh, I guess they're a thing. Like, I guess like it's over with. Like, that's over. Has she and I was been like, on the did show? Did you have previously? a thing with Edgar? Right. I was like, where like, is I've never movie? seen her. Yeah. Never seen that. And he's been only focused on Marissa for a while. I, we're missing a lot of context. And yeah. it's one of those things. I hate when reality shows do this. I know. But they're just like, oh, this is a fun clip. But they provide no context. No context. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you come when Deke came? Like, I'm. who are you? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> we have completely lost track of the woman who came when Deke came. I don't think we've seen her again. She was there today. <laughs> Or on this episode, talking about Deke. She was, like, talking to Luke about Deke and Iris. Uh, but it was, yeah. like, very, like, nothing. Throw away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you're right. But, like, yeah, she didn't make, like, a splash with the the guys right. in the same, quite the same way that Deke did with Iris. Yeah. Um, at the girls' place, meanwhile, they are having their own party. Deke is, like contemplating making a move on Iris, but like we don't really see anything happen. <laughs> and then Jillian and Tommy take a shower together. And that's kind of what the ladies are up to at their party. <laughs> Less eventful. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Deke called her Irish at one point. Did anybody else hear that? <laughs> I just assumed he was super drunk. <laughs> I did like, not hear okay. that. That's I mean incredible. that one track. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I love Irish. They're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> She's looking like a little snack, that Irish. 
This is also when Tommy and Deke go into the confessional booth and yes. Tommy's sort of like, I love, I mean, I, I'm in light, I like right. her, like, like, I, like, that was confusing. Again, that Tommy so is it all over the place. They I also seemed know. so drunk that I actually couldn't tell if he was talking about Jillian or if he was, that was an extension of how he was expressing that he'd come around on Deke. Like they get in the confessional and he's like, <laughs> oh. we're cool now, we're friends. And then he <laughs> goes like, I love. No, I'm not going to say love. Like, I really like, but like getting into, but then it's clear that like he is talking about something sort of romantic because it is like the yeah. possibility of I think super, he's talking like, about Jillian. It was just, they were so <laughs> drunk. They were very drunk. <laughs> I feel like because they like cut to Jillian talking and then they cut back. So I just assumed he was talking yeah, about Jillian. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they tried to use that editing to make their drunken confessional make mm. more narrative sense. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. uh, pick up on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what happens when I try to fold laundry while I'm mm-hmm. working by watching Temptation yeah, You miss Island. one shot. I, I miss one. have no idea shot. what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, so this brings us to special video message day. We are ending not on a bonfire, but on these mm-hmm. video messages that mm-hmm. they all have the opportunity to send directly to their partners in the other villas. And I think it's just a great opportunity for us to reflect on all of their journeys and who's going to end up together. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. So these were telling. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not in the ways I expected necessarily. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all kind of like dress up and take their solo walk down mm-hmm. to a spot overlooking the ocean like they're like a bridesmaid in a destination wedding or something. <laughs> and they sit down. There's a wooden box that's full of flowers of and a course. tablet. Yeah. Holding a video message from their partner. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except for Hanya. Unless you're Hanya. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hanya. <laughs> and, like, a lot of them have been expressing a lot of, like, resentment or anger at their partners. And they clearly are all trying to be nicer in these video messages. Yeah. But it's so funny because some of them, you can just feel the anger <laughs> bubbling <laughs> right <laughs> below the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jillian's is very careful, but it feels like a coded breakup note. Basically, Mm -hmm. she's just like, Edgar, we've been so much to each other. I've grown so much with you and I'm growing so much now. I'll always support you wherever you go in life. Yeah. It's a little bit like be free, (laughs) sweet bird. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Edgar's is the one where he's like, I hope you find what you're looking for. But he definitely tries to couch it a little bit more gently than... But he's like, I don't really have much to say. His eyes yeah. darken. I mean, you can just, again, <laughs> feel the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Jillian receives it that way. Yes. Yeah. She's like, oh, I know him. He's clearly angry. Yeah. 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 You can see her face change when he says that. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. All right. And Ashley is like, oh, I'm growing a lot. I'll be a different person with or without, you know, this relationship. Like, just growing as a person, as, as myself. And LaSalle's is like very cold and mm-hmm. I hated it yeah. yeah his was really there I felt like there was no real emotion in it and well. and I it made me wonder like this is something that Ashley has said that like she doesn't really receive yeah, yeah. emotional right. you know emotions from LaSalle's and it's like oh is this what it's like to talk to him yeah. because then you really should not be together right yeah because this is not seven good. years of that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No thanks. But it's hard to separate for us. It's hard to tell how much of it is that and how much of it is the fact that he's literally like, I no longer think of Ashley as an important person in my life. Right. And I'm yeah. 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 But 
the thing that really stood out to me is how he how much emphasis he put on being like, I'm finally figuring out who I am outside of my obligations in my relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, don't be a dick. Like, yeah. a dick. He is he being is a, a dick. dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he yeah. actually came in being like, we're codependent. We both need to like learn to grow. And he has turned it very much into like an Ashley only problem over the course. <laughs> yeah. He says at some at one point, like, you know, I know that Ashley thinks I failed her, but I know that I didn't and I did everything <laughs> that I could. So it's really, that's on her. Right. Mm. Good growth, dude. Good growth. <laughs> Luke and proud, Iris. Mark. Luke and Iris have... <laughs> Luke and Iris have the most similar in tone to mm-hmm. each other of any of the couples. They both... Yeah. also felt like the most honest mm-hmm. and actually productive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because, you know, they both say they love each other very, like, sincerely. Mm -hmm. And then they each speak to, like, a very real issue that they think is happening in their relationship. She is like, I want you to take accountability for how you've hurt me so recently and repeatedly and to respect my feelings on that um, and not sort of blame me for having my feelings about what happened. And then in his video message, he says that he knows he hasn't been the best partner and he's, like, working on, like, being a better partner in the future. And she's like, close enough. I'll take it. That's some <laughs> accountability right there. And he also receives her feedback, I think, pretty well. He's like, yeah, she has every right to feel angry about this and I'm hearing her and I want to be yeah. better for her or if she decides she doesn't want this relationship for my next relationship. Yeah. And so now I'm like, this is not what I would have predicted at the beginning of the season. And now I think they're like the only ones who maybe should get back together. I know. Yeah, same. Yeah. Didn't expect this from Luke. <laughs> really didn't expect it. Here we are. Hanya really shits the bed here. Like, I don't know how he completely drops the ball in this way. All he's been doing is crying and being like, I hurt Ash and I haven't been good enough for Ash. (laughs) And like, what I really need is to finally send Ash a message that I, that I understand and that like, I see what we need. And he comes up with something that accomplishes none of that. (laughs) Nothing. He's like a weird, condescending robot yeah. in this video yeah. I actually, I actually wrote down the whole thing that I'm oh, going to read for us. <laughs> Ash, I have learned so much. I trust you have, too. I see you connecting, and I'm so proud of you. I've come to realize that as I pushed you to follow your heart, I ignored my own. I didn't listen. I was living in fear instead of in love. Know that I hear you, see you, and I'm no longer afraid. I know who I am and what I want. I love you, and I can't wait to see you. Mm-hmm. So bad. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is egregiously bad. And I was loving watching Ash's face, and you could just see their face, like, getting more and more yeah. fucking angry yeah. as they're watching this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And then... Ash just looks at the camera and says, Hanya has no idea how not to make everything a theatrical piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> delivered a monologue from a oh Shakespeare play. I don't feel any emotion behind it. And then they're like, yeah, I think perhaps Hanya has no ability to feel actual emotions mm-hmm. and express them. What's really funny about this to me, though, is that in this moment and always, Ash is also so theatrical. Yeah. Like, but in... <laughs> They, they are they cl- super but, theatrical, but in a way that comes off as, like, I, significantly more authentic. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just taking this moment to say Ash is being incredibly theatrical. It does feel <laughs> also rehearsed. And, like, 
stagey. Like they close the box and like shut their eyes and say, <laughs> why does everything sound so rehearsed when he speaks? And I'm like, if I were directing Ash in a film, I'd be like, you need to tone it down. Like, this yeah, is too is, much. Is a, you know what? That's a good point. It is, I mean, I'm sure that maybe that's part of why these two were drawn to each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. But now that Ash has had some space... Mm-hmm. And now that Ash knows that Hanya has been repeatedly cheating on them and lying to them, mm-hmm. they're like, fuck this guy. Right. And all the things that might have been appealing are now just like, yeah, yep, grating. Yes. Well, okay. So, coming from somebody who has not watched this show nearly as religiously as anyone else on this Zoom, <laughs> I, when I first watched Hanya's video, I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> And then Ash's reaction, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Fuck this guy. And it was just like, I mean, obviously, they are going to know Hanya. And, like, I'm taking, you know, their word for how Hanya is. Mm -hmm. And then, like, watching Hanya the rest of the, I don't know, five minutes or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy really is trying to become a traveling Shakespeare performer. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. He should he should be on a different show. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's like the thing that actually did really piss me off before even factoring in Ash's um, reaction is that all that Hanya has been saying to Karina and is like, I've learned that I was wrong and like I hurt Ash and like I know that now and I want to like be the man that Ash needs. But he doesn't say any of that. What he no, says he, is, right. he doesn't I pushed you to follow your heart, yeah. but I didn't. I, I neglected, neglected myself. myself. I didn't care for myself enough all those times I was fucking other people <laughs> without telling mm-hmm. you. That was mm-hmm. just because I was pushing you yeah. to follow your dreams. So, like, there's no apologies. This is ah. your one chance to be like, I'm sure you saw me confirming that I did cheat on you. And like, this has made me realize what a f- asshole I was to have ever hurt you in that way. I'm learning to be a better partner. Start crying now, Hanya. <laughs> Start you were just weeping. Start crying. I, he, he really just could have done so much here. And instead, mm-hmm. he did nothing. Yeah. 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 So I did find it really satisfying <laughs> that ultimately Ash did not even send on your yeah. message. Yeah. Yeah. But and he, I love that he, he was like, out, he's like, yeah. I think that I'm getting a message despite there being no video. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> I was like, I think they called scene. You can stop for acting like you're on a stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He thinks he's <sighs> so profound. That's the thing. I know. It's annoying. Yeah. It's like, we gotta... I do see what drew them together yeah. in the way that they both mm-hmm. feel that sense of drama in the everyday. <laughs> and that that's but it's true. I'm sure that Ash feels like, well, there's something very real and tender beneath that. And like, does Hanya even have that? And if he does, can he show it to me? Or is it just like a simulacrum that's like playing mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. while I'm doing something that's rooted in real feeling right yeah Mm. i don't know (laughs) i'm dying to see them get together and like really hash this out i just i'm so i just want all of these people (laughs) women and non-binary people to triumph Mm -hmm. and i don't really care about the men but (laughs) i hope they grow yeah 
That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts before we wrap Temptation Island? <laughs> no, just fuck Edgar. I guess. Seriously. <laughs> just bring it back to that real quick. That about sums it up. up. I can't wait to see Jillian's reaction to the clip of, of what oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You he know did. that's going to be yes. the... Mm. Making Ooh, me wait So for much it. to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brooke and Arisha, thank you both yeah. so much. This has yeah. been truly so much fun. Yes. Please, yeah. please come back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Of course. Can you tell tell the people where to find you and your work? Yeah. Um, I'm on socials at Arisha Skid Dubs. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram only because Twitter is a dumpster fire. Uh, at Brooke Sifrin. And you can find our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our guests, Brooke and Arisha of Rich and Daily and Even the Rich. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. And if you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, help spread the word especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarenemapod at gmail.com with your questions, voice memos, and suggestions for shows you'd like to see us cover in The Bachelor offseason. You can also find us on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at clarenemapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarenemma.substack.com. I think we will have an episode on Selling Sunset coming soon. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. We'll be back next week with more gossip and more on the courtship and temptation island. Stitcher. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's brand new day toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria with a fragrance that feels like a tropical getaway for your senses. (sighs) Don't just clean, Lysol clean. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.